Thanks for joining us on this Friday, March 20th. Crazy times in which we're living. DJ and PK. DJ expected to join us on Monday. I'm PK holding down the fort today. Coming up at the bottom of the hour of Joe Ingles. Coming up at the top of the hour, David Locke. Flicking around yesterday. Going back and forth. ESPN. Then I go over to MLB on my direct. And then a couple of stations up. NBA. And the NBA game that I came across was the Stockton shot. Great times. Ryan Russell in a couple big threes in that game. Stockton really took over. Dominated the end of the game. The Rockets were discombobulated. Started going away from Akeem. And actually, I don't know how many of you remember Ostertag. That might have been his finest moment as an NBA player. I think he had like 16 points and 14 boards or something. I think he fouled out. But he blocked a, a shot at the end. And then I ask... We know what happened, and I ask you, is this your finest moment as a basketball fan? Russell will inbound at half court. Uh Stockton, open three. John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals. How cool was that? How cool was it for Jerry Sloan? The guy who toiled on the sidelines for, what, 22 years? And to see him get that emotional, the ultimate tough guy, the ultimate coach, squeezed everything out of whatever he had for this franchise. I believe he deserves something here on the plaza myself. Uh, I have no problem with the two statues that are out there, but I would like to see that third one. And I would like to see it be Jerry Sloan. And to see him get that excited and run over and join the mid-court celebration? Is that your finest moment as a basketball fan? What other moments could possibly be up there? See, we got a lot of Laker fans in this community. Those bandwagon Laker fans. I hate every single one of you. What's your finest moment? So you got too many. You can't appreciate the good moments because there's so many of them because so many of these stars want to play in your city because of its location, not because of anything that they've done. Come on. I mean, when things were fair, what were the Lakers known for? Losing to the Celtics year after year after year. That's what they were known for. And then when we came to Glamour Spot, yeah, where you get all these free agents and people just opening your door and they want to come to you or then negotiate and force a trade to your team. Come on. What, What Laker fan can sit here and say, this is my finest moment? Whereas the Jazz fan can point definitively. Are there any other finer moments? If you're a Jazz fan? Not really. What are other possibilities I mean can anything compare to that what do you got I'm trying to think of singular moments there's not I mean obviously the franchise coming here That's and then Larry Miller buying half and then Larry Miller buying 100% or maybe when they put it in the trust and to say that this franchise is going to be here 
855-340-ZONE. Our phones are working. What do you got? You're a fan of another franchise. And I split growing up, half in the New York area, half in Arizona. And while I was living there, I was very young, but while I was living there, the Knicks won a couple of titles. Even though I was only 30 miles from the arena, I was never really a Knicks fan. I was never a, any New York sports fan for some reason. I don't understand why. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-9663. Your finest moments. Joe, good morning. What do you got? PK, I was sitting courtside at that game, the biggest game of all time. And I'm driving down to do some exercise outside by myself because of the conditions of the world. Yeah. And I turned on and thought, what's going on in sports radio? i got to get a little fix. And you said that, and I got all brightened up and remember the good old days, so God bless you. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what I was sitting by? No. Right next to David Locke, and we were we were down by 15 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, the Rocket game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a phenomenal comeback. Yeah. In fact, I think they were down under three minutes. They were down by 10. It was it, it, it made no sense at all. We're we're getting ready to come back. People don't realize we'd have had to come back and beat Charles Barkley and the bunch in Salt Lake just to, you know, get to the finals at that point. And that was no guarantee. Elijah Wan was on that team, and that was a stacked team. That yeah, and at that, at that point, in, the Rockets would have had the momentum. Oh, exactly. Right. I mean, you don't want to come home with the, the crowd expecting, fearing, <laughs> everything else. Um, you wanted John Stockton. And as, as we I, we watched him hit that shot, and I still have to, like you, i got to go back and watch again. There's no way he did that. That was a long three-pointer. It was, yeah. He was at least two, three feet behind the line, yeah. And the thing about it is there was no doubt. There was no hesitation. The ball came to him. Malone sets the block, not a screen, a block, a bear hug. But what the heck? It's only a foul if they call it. And so he sets that, and good on him for doing it. Barkley's slow to get over, and Stockton has a wide open. But he is way back there. I mean, he's a jimmer range. And he just rises up as if it were a layup. And at that point, John had had all the mojo because in those last three minutes, last four minutes of the game, he just absolutely dominated. He dominated in a manner that for somebody at his age at that point was just absolutely incredible. And so he was going to take that shot, and he had all the confidence in the world, and there was no doubt it was going to go in. I'm actually surprised he celebrated as much as he did, because I believe in his heart. He absolutely knew what was going to happen before it actually happened, so it was no surprise to him. You know what? I don't want to give you a big head, but I love your analysis all the time. And and when you're just saying this, what what a classic thing to do for the fans out there those who are still turning in the radio and, and listening to you, because you also mentioned Ostertag. Yeah, he never had a finer moment on the planet than he did in that uh, couple hours of basketball game. And when you talk about Stockton, yes, he was aged relatively by NBA standards yeah, at that yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. He had just finished an entire game of doing that. And they say, you know, you play anybody who's played a little bit of basketball realizes you're, when your legs got to be a little bit tired, 
you cannot be shooting long distance three pointers uh, effectively for a high percentage rate anyway and he i don't think he even hit the rim did he it was no, just bang no. yeah 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 that's what i'm saying it was just like it was so, a, a free throw in a in a warm-up situation right. yeah it was so smooth just relaxed as could be yeah and and, and then he, he immediately turned into this this wave of incredible emotion and everybody else did and we went soaring on I wasn't working the same station with uh, David, but we 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 all you know we got caught up with it. Who wouldn't? Oh That's yeah, absolutely. Of, uh, yeah. Sports, we flooded the yeah. the court. So hey, um, again, I'll let you go now. But it's just really enjoyable to hear you talk and to keep this going in the morning and give everybody something exciting to be able to remember and hopefully to be able to visit again. Who knows what it's going to end? There's a lot of more important things to life, but right now. It uh, makes everybody feel good knowing you're in there, giving it your all, and and keeping people excited. So uh, have a great week, and I'll keep listening to you. You too, right? Joe. I know who you are. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right, that's old Joe. If you know old Joe, I think he worked at Fox. Uh, hope hope he's doing well there. Preach pre- appreciate the call, Joe. Eight five five three four zero zone. Corey, you're on. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Good, good yes. to hear, Corey. And so I was in Aspen in the winter, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I think it was Ot five. The Lakers were playing. I'm a big jazz Laker fan. I I I can't pick one or the other because I'm such a big fan of both. That's an odd combination. And, uh, but the, you know, and it's not really who they play or if they win. It's well. I was having dinner with David Stern, and we were saying, "Well, yeah, you know, go Lakers, go Lakers." And it's not about winning or losing; it's about you know the competition and stuff. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about, Core. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was funny too because I was sitting right next to the window, and this great big SUV is trying to parallel park, yeah. and there's two feet of snow, uh-huh. and Aspen is just a little dinky town. And so this big SUV is going back and forth and back and forth, and like a 14-point turn to parallel park, and uh-huh. David Stern gets out of this. Really? And I, he's not used to driving, is he? Well, I mean, usually he and, gets uh, driven. Uh, and so That's he comes works. walking in, and, you know, we're at this, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, I forget the restaurant. But... Uh, and Denny, so the Denny's? table right next to me, I mean, right next to me is open. I mean, it was right there. And you so can't forget that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And I, uh, and I, oh, yeah, go Lakers. And boy, sure enough, they sat him right next to me. So who was Sterney rooting for? He, he wouldn't say. Oh, he kept it to himself? Yes. Because I always thought Sterney secretly was a uh, was a big jazz fan. Do you think that's true? <laughs> I, it's hard to say. Uh, it is. It really is. All right, yeah. Cord. Thanks for the call. I'm glad you're doing well. Say hello to Sterney if you should see him the next time in the afterlife, huh? We miss him. He's a phenomenal commissioner. Brought the NBA into uh, the modern era in a manner that was uh, really you wouldn't have thought would have happened in the 70s, but through a just what confluence of a lot of different things. Yeah, it just uh, it blew up. I mean, the value of the franchises today versus what they were it's just it's just amazing, and they're not going to slow it down anytime soon. And they'll get back out on the floor. 
We had Jim Olson, president of the Jazz in, talking about they'll get back. They'll get back. I can wait. I don't want to wait, but I have to wait. I'd pre- well, I prefer not to wait, but I can wait. It'll get there. And when it gets there, it's going to be sweet. Whatever it is, when it gets there, whatever it is to you, when it gets there, it's going to be sweet. And I'm holding on to that, holding on to that right now. And I think that's what's going to get us through. All right, Joe Ingles is due up next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Its official Tom Brady signing was officially announced by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this morning. He reportedly assigned a two-year contract with the franchise. The Los Angeles Rams released former All-Pro running back Todd Gurley, as well as former All-Pro linebacker Clay Matthews in an effort to cut down on their salary cap. Uh, Gurley will reportedly sign a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton has tested positive for the coronavirus. He made that announcement yesterday and said he expects to make a full recovery as he recovers at home. In the NBA, the Boston Celtics had guard Marcus Smart announce he was t- he tested positive for COVID-19, and two unnamed Los Angeles Lakers play- players also tested positive. This Top of the Wire update brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your winter furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach of the Utah State men's basketball team, Craig Smith. You know, they don't give you a handbook for this type of thing. It was one of those moments, guys, where I just remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when the NCAA made that announcement that all championships are going to be canceled. You just can't even describe every range of emotion. You see a guy like Sam Merrill, who I've never seen shed a tear, and there was a lot of tears with him. Uh, a guy like Diogo Brito, who Diogo is just a passionate, at Spitfire, and we're all meeting on the gym at center court, and we get done, and Diogo sprints up the ramp. You know, he just didn't want to say goodbye. He didn't want to give hugs, and not give hugs because of the coronavirus. He just wasn't ready for it to be done, and so you got to be there for your guys and support them, certainly. It was a tough deal to go through. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. Joe Ingles is due next. Looking forward to see what's going on. What's the what's it life like for an NBA player when you're in season, but you're out of season? It's crazy. I don't know that we've uh, ever experienced that before to this level. But Jim Olson on yesterday, he's president of the Jazz, and what he was saying is, you know, they've been through some of these lockouts, so they know how to get ready for whenever it's time to go. I mean, they have that. They can draw upon some experience of what they need to get things ready to be able to get back out on the floor, get everything going, to get everybody in order, to get to all the folks and the support staff and everything. So they have experience in that and having to do that quickly. Uh, I don't know how that's going to turn. Will it be quickly? Will it be some type of uh, yeah, notice that could be... 25 days, 30 days, two weeks. I don't know. I have really no idea how it's going to play out. These are crazy times in which we are living in right now. And let's get ready for Joe Ingles. Hey, yeah. This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic. 
And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountain Land Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joey I is joining us. Joey I, what is your life like now? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a uh, stay-at-home dad. Is <laughs> <laughs> that it, really? <laughs> well, it's a little earlier than you anticipated, I suppose. Uh, in, 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 easy to adapt? Um, me and Renee were actually kind of talking about it the other day. Was, I think the first few days for me was... Um, was really cool. I, I've, I've obviously not getting to to kind of spend as much time with the kids or at home um, as she does. Obviously, with me being away and stuff like that. So the first few days was um, was really cool. I just got to obviously stay at home and not have to do anything and um, just kind of look after the kids. And um, we're on, what are we on now? I think we're on about day nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts to get. Um, kind of a little crazy in here. The kids want to get out, obviously. Um, we had a couple of nice days over. The, I don't even know what what day it was, but a few nights ago, a couple of nice uh, a couple of nice days for the kids outside. But um, I definitely have a, a bigger understanding of um, when we leave for whatever those eight day trips, and Renee's stuck with the kids for for that long. So you're now pulling out your hair too. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm pulling my head up, but um, yeah, obviously just trying to find different things to do with the kids and entertain them. And um, for, for us as well, we should let Renee work out and get a little workout in myself. And um, so we're obviously just all, all trying to do our part to stay as sane as possible. So the NBA never has yet, to my knowledge, I don't think it has, is used the word cancellation. It's just used the word postponement, which would indicate, though, Joe, that the season is going to continue. So at some point, I don't know when it is. I'm sure you don't know either. Uh, what do you do in the meantime to be mentally and physically prepared for whenever that day comes? Well, I think that's the, that's the hardest part is, um, obviously, like you said, there's no kind of um, – whatever timetable or whatever of return it's just said kind of postponed and um, I mean honestly we don't we don't know much more than, than anybody else um, so we're kind of sitting around waiting to, to hear some news obviously uh, I think originally it was like 30 days or something like that yeah um, kind of reevaluate after that but um, I mean my own personal opinion this isn't biased from anyone I just I mean, I don't know if it will, like if it keeps getting, I think every day we wake up, it's kind of getting a little bit worse. um, Obviously, I wouldn't see it starting anytime soon. Um, Obviously, we hope it does. We want to come back. Obviously, we want to play and jazz fans want to to watch us play. Um, So I don't know what what that looks like. Um, For us, it's just about obviously doing what we can. We we can't go to the facility or anything like that. Um, So just staying... I guess as as ready as you can um, at home, and we're lucky we've got a, a little gym set up at home. So um, 
can get a little bit little bit done here and there and um yeah, I guess like they just kind of wait for us for further notice. So everybody is isolated, Joe. Are you having any form of communication with the coaching staff and or players? I mean, they we've we've got a million group chats and, and whatever. So um, coaching and those guys keep us updated. Um, if there is anything going on, the medical staff and the head strength coach and stuff like that. Same thing, keeping us updated, keeping programs coming through for guys um, just to kind of stay on top of things. And um, We've obviously got a player group chat, so that, um, that's been pretty busy for, for six years, really. Okay. <laughs> that's non-stop. So are the guys doing well? Yeah, I mean, well, as well as you can. I think everyone's in the same, in the same boat. You're, you're all kind of sitting around at home and um, different guys have, uh, are either by themselves or with families or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, just trying to, trying to, like I said, trying to, everyone trying to keep sane and do a little bit here and there. And obviously the, the biggest thing and the most important thing is, is to stay uh, away from people. Um, so I've obviously got kind of Renee and the kids, which is, it's hard to do and, and stay completely away from, but you, you just do your best to, to not go over the top and, um, Obviously, we want to we want to try and kind of slow this down as as quickly as we possible. So we've all individually got our own little responsibilities to to do that. So you've been playing pro ball now for what uh, better part of fifteen years? Yeah. So, uh, and you, this game has taken you literally all over the world, and whether it's for the national team or the European teams, and with the jazz and everything, I'm wondering, does anything, anything that you've been through compare to what you went through in Oklahoma City? Not at all. Um, no, it was, I mean, it was the first and hopefully a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Um, I mean, I think the, the people watching it were, were probably just as confused as we were standing on the court. and um, Obviously, we didn't really know much of, of what was going on and uh, until we got back to the locker room and, and kind of it all kind of came out and um, it was just a, it was just a really kind of weird day I guess we we were ready to play um, for people that follow it a little bit more closely I think we were tied one one with them it's a huge game for us yeah. um, the standings um, our individual series with them and, and obviously coming down to whatever we've got for whatever we had 18 games or 19 games left so it was, a, it was a pretty big game and our guys were, were really ready to go I, I was um, I'd, I'd mentioned the coach and coach had mentioned the same it was like we, we just you could just tell the guys were ready to play and um, yeah it was just one of those things it, it all started to happen I mean we were we were literally about to throw the ball up really I think the guys were actually more or less walking onto the court um, as it got stopped so it was a it was a it was a crazy day. Um, obviously, turned into a kind of crazy night and, and next day. And um, we were obviously glad that we all kind of got home safely and um, obviously started our our quarantine as soon as we landed back in in Salt Lake. Joe Ingles joining us. So I take me through that night in terms of emotions. I'd imagine that you had an array of emotions, just to run the gamut of all types of emotions. Did at any point were, did fear set in? Um, I think I think not 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 for me kind of individually. Um, my my first thoughts and 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 I guess fears were were Renee and the kids and, and getting home to them and um, 
obviously wanting to, to test negative and then obviously get home. But um, yeah, I think for, for, for me and uh, obviously with with the kids and everyone talks about the the percentages or whatever of kids kind of surviving it or not getting it or not even really knowing. But it's still such a, a scary virus that you don't really know. Um, so for me with the kids, I didn't obviously want them or Renee to kind of go anywhere near it or get it. And throwing on top of that with, with Jacob and his immune system, it's it's scary. Um, he, he takes things a million times worse than what, what Miller does. So um, not that I would want either of them to have it, but Jacob even is even more scary because of, of his immune system and uh, how hard things kind of... Um, they, I guess hit him when when he gets them. Miller will have something for three or four days. He'll have it for ten, um, and symptoms are a lot worse and stuff like that. So, yeah, for me, obviously, was was trying to get, oh, hoping I had a, a negative test, and then um, getting home to them and, and kind of protecting protecting them. So playing basketball, and you do it probably as well as anybody, in, is in terms of having fun. And, you know, we as fans, we view it as fun and we look forward to the games and all. I'm wondering how somber was all that in that experience? Yeah, it was, like I said, it was just one of those, like, like I said, it was a, a once in, well, I hope it's a once in a lifetime and, and something that I definitely don't want to go through again. Um, I think one of the, the hard parts was a lot of the unknown. Um, not knowing if we were going to get home or not, not knowing if we were going to test positive or, or negative at the time. Um, early on, not really knowing what was going on. We didn't originally know why we got taken off the court. Um, obviously, you would assume that either someone or obviously ended up being Rudy at the time, but one of our team, another team, you didn't really know what was going on. So um, there was a lot of kind of mixed emotions. We were in the locker room for a while and everyone was just kind of sitting there talking. It's just a crazy... Me and Renee still, every day now, it's like, this is just crazy. Like, you just don't think in your lifetime you're going to live through something like this. Um, you, you just... It's like one of those things that happen in a movie and you think you're going to turn it off and, and go back to regular life. Um, but we're... What, what would I say? We're day nine. I think we are um, still sitting in the house and... Um, yeah, lucky we've got, um, I guess, some good things around the house and Renee's got a little art room and we've, we've got enough kind of activities for the kids. So I don't know how much longer we'll be able to last, but we'll, we'll keep doing what we have to do. <laughs> so in times like these, and there's really, it's unparalleled, but you get the point in times of trouble times, I guess, people turn to family. And so you've got your wife and your children here in the Salt Lake area, but you also have a fair amount of family living thousands of miles away. How is that in terms of trying to communicate with those folks down there that you're doing okay? Because I'm sure they must have had a sense of nervousness as they were getting word of what was going on. Yeah, there was... um we we kind of joked at the time, which probably wasn't really the right thing to do, but we were also kind of confused and and a million different emotions, like I said. But we were we were kind of laughing, like how many people would take. It was like you get more texts the other night than we did on our birthday or our, <laughs> our wedding day or something like that. It was, um, and at the time, but the same thing. Like you you know how unknown and scary this is, but you don't probably really know and put it into perspective until you kind of go through what we went through and um yeah i had i mean i had people from all over the world trying to reach out and 
obviously make sure that I was okay and that Renee and the kids were okay and, and obviously kind of extended that the team and, and stuff were all right. Um, and I think in terms of my family in Australia, I think Australia is probably a, a, a week or two behind kind of what where everyone else is. But, um, I mean, the latest reports in Australia were that they were on track um, to kind of where, where Italy is now, and they were running the same kind of course as them, which is, is obviously pretty scary. They've had 40-odd thousand cases and three or 4,000 deaths, um, which is pretty scary. So um, I think Australia is going to pretty much go into lockdown pretty soon in the next few days or something. Um, so obviously as, as much as we're doing okay right now as a family, um, you obviously feel... And now you kind of worry goes to, to my own, obviously, sister and parents and, and grandparents and stuff like that in Australia that are um, my grandparents in that age bracket of, of obviously pretty pretty uh, severe or something. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, it's a scary time for everybody. Um, and like I said, I think that obviously one of the, the key things is, is to listen to the, the professionals and um, and stay away from people. Stay inside as as much as you can, unless it's a um, and a kind of an emergency that you need to go out and grab something or, or whatever. But if you're going to do that, go out and come right back. And I mean, I literally I haven't left the house in. I went for a drive for 30 minutes a couple of days ago just to get out the house, and I didn't see anyone. I didn't talk to anyone, but I just needed to get out, and I went for a drive. And I've so I've left the. 30, 40 minutes in, in nine days. And I think that's obviously me just trying to do my part. And I think everyone obviously needs to do the same thing. So I've got, uh, my parents are gone now, but I've got sisters who live down in the Arizona area. It was where we're from. And so my one sister told me that she signed up for a uh, free child Netflix to, to watch because she's a big sports fan too. And so much of her time, like me, I do it for work. She's, she's a retired uh, educator now. Uh, but yep. you know, so much of it was whether it's watching the sons or whatever sports are going on. So she doesn't have that. And so she's finding ways to, to fill time by watching series, whatever that might be. And it's uh, Netflix is exposing her to some new stuff. I'm wondering for yeah. you, do you have anything to go to? What, what are you watching now as far as that goes when you're done with the kids and maybe they go to sleep or what have you? Um, honestly, we, um, we, we do watch a couple shows, but uh, by the end of the day from our kids get up at about seven ish and, a, a very very full on until kind of six six thirty when they go to bed and um, like I said before, being at home from seven till six thirty and entertaining and playing is is a very busy and and tiring job and um, like going back to why I gave give a lot of credit to, to single mums, single dads, stay at home parents, whatever it is. Um, it's a it's a crazy time and. Um, so we yeah we usually put the kids down and have dinner and um, we actually are kind of obsessed with Australian Survivor at the moment, um, which is my favourite TV show. Okay. Um, but the worst part is it goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then doesn't play Thursday through Sunday. So yeah. we get to watch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because we get to watch it the next day. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're sitting around trying to figure out something to watch. So I, I'm more than happy to have some suggestions of good TV shows. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like that fake, like, whatever. I don't even know what that stuff's called, but anything like that. Lord of the Rings and don't, don't do any of that. But any good, real, 
true story documentaries, I'm more than happy to take suggestions because nine days in, like you said, everyone's going a little bit crazy. All right, there it is. Joe Ingles wants some suggestions. He's not from all that <laughs> fantasy stuff with the great Game of Thrones and all that. And Just I don't blame you. Cool stuff. Yeah, I got you. I, you know, if, if you're awake on Sunday nights on Channel Two at eleven o'clock, I'm on, so that no. can get your week started off the right way. I've had about two and a half hours sleep by that point. <laughs> well, okay, so then you can set the alarm and then wake up, and I do a ten-minute segment at eleven o'clock, and then you can go back, or you can tape it and watch it the next day, and that'll set the mood for you to get them in a good mood for the rest of the week. If you want to do that, it's probably wise for you to do that, right? Probably just make me feel a little bit sick, to be honest. And I, I don't want that. <laughs> the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do. So I don't know if you followed, but Adam Silver came out the other day, and and he's basically open to your, like you're saying, you're open to television suggestions. And I think he's open to suggestions as far as you know what's going to happen because he's a powerful guy. He's got a lot of people out of at his fingertips to uh, sure. give him information, but he doesn't know what's going to happen. And one of the things we heard was potentially you know extending the season into july and august and then maybe they might if it worked maybe they might look at just going from a december to august type schedule all the time i know that's been talked about i personally it doesn't matter to me play the games and i'm in whenever you play them that's my work and i would be in them as even if i was an accountant or what have you because i just like watching it so i'm in either way i'm wondering you as a player what do you think about adjusting a calendar um i think it's i think it would be tough i think um a lot of other sports and competitions and stuff like that uh, uh, like the first thing that comes to mind is, is Olympics and, and World Championships or World Cups um, which you for, participate for in and, which I love playing and I think a lot of the international players I even being teammates with Donovan now I think that that group of especially that last group like they really wanted to play for Team USA like that's such a cool experience to play for your country and um, like I said, I, I've, I've done it for, for too long now and um, I probably am nearing the end of my international kind of career. But, um, I mean, the Olympics, uh, well, end of July, start of August, somewhere like that, and the, the World Cup's in September, which probably wouldn't get affected too much. But, um, I mean, that just takes out your training camp. It takes out... There's a lot of things that... Um, would have to would have to change. I, I, I would assume if the NBA... Um, was to do that, the other competitions would would probably change because the NBA is a is a pretty powerful beast, and um, so I think if it was to to do that, then it would. Um, I'm assuming the other competitions would change, but then you've also got to think about the European competition, the, the league in Australia. There's a million other basketball leagues that you've got to compensate for as well. It's not just um, the NBA, but like I said, I think. If it was to happen, every other league would probably have to adjust a little bit too because they're not going to get rid of the Olympics. They're not going to get rid of the World Cup. Um, every other league is still going to play around the world. So it's just obviously finding a um, a common ground that everyone can play their leagues and then obviously play the, represent their countries at, at, at the given time of, of whatever tournament it is. Joe Ingles joining us. Joe, you're a pretty popular guy, obviously, here locally. And then people have caught on. Well, okay. That's where I was going with this. And people have caught on, you know, the NBA writers. You've made yourself available, like when you go back to New York, I think, with the Low podcast and whatnot. So I'm wondering, uh, have people reached out to you? Are you doing any of those types of things in the interim now? No, I'm not doing anyone else's podcast ever again because 
we have decided to do our own. Um, it's been a, a long time coming. Uh, we've we've talked about it here and there, and um, I guess the timing of it is really hard because you need the, the, the time to, to sit down and, yeah. and bring someone either to your house or meet them or whatever it is. And, right. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot harder than waking up and talking to you knuckleheads on the phone for 15 minutes and then hanging up. Yeah, it's I got a lot you. more preparation, especially when you, you're kind of hosting it, um, myself and, and Renee. And it was actually Renee's idea. Um, obviously, she knows that I, I've done this radio show and I've done a lot of podcasts. It's something that I really do enjoy doing and talking to people. And um, yeah, so we've, we've started our own. We've got a couple of episodes recorded already. Um, we've got some more... Um, prepared if we can get them done <laughs> if we're allowed to go near people anytime soon um, but we've got we can do it via phone and everything so it's it, it's something for us that um, I, I don't want it to become no disrespect to the Warriors and all that they they do a lot of basketball it's all basketball talk I, I don't really want to interview any basketballers if I if I have to um, I just want to want to chat sit down and, and talk to really interesting people I want to talk to the, I don't know, someone in, in autism, someone that specialises in that, someone just completely different, um, super interesting people. And um, so between myself and Renee, um, we've got Aaron Fork, who's, who works for the Jazz. He's kind of our third. Um, no one probably knows who he is, which is kind of cool because he's, he's a cool guy. He really fits kind of the two of us as well. And um, so it's really, it's really exciting. We're, we're excited. Um, we're hoping we can kind of launch the first one or first couple episodes soon because no one has anything to do. Um, and I'm way more popular than this show, so I'm hoping it blows up and um, should be a bit of fun. Maybe we'll get you guys on one time. So it's uh, away from the game of basketball itself, though? Yeah. I mean, we, there's, no, I mean there's no doubt I'll, I'll do someone basketball-related or a basketball or an NBA player or whatever. Um, because that's my job and I obviously know a lot about it and I think some of those guys have really interesting stories to tell as well. Um, But yeah, definitely more kind of life. Um, We'll definitely open it up to questions one day and answer a bunch of questions um, from fans that that, uh, as an athlete and obviously you're accessible via Twitter and whatever, they ask so many questions and it's it's hard to to sit there and answer everybody's questions. So... um, we want to, I guess, give a bit of an insight into to what we do, how we live, our kids, our families, um, and then obviously, like I said, speak and sit down with some some really interesting people and have some really cool ch- conversations. And um, I, I guess me and Renee, we're both kind of people, person, people, people, person, yeah, you. whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that, that we obviously, honestly, if it got one view or a million views it wouldn't really bother me it's about us kind of sitting down and I think people will enjoy it I think we've got good personalities for it Aaron's a a great third wheel in our relationship now and um, something we're really looking forward to so once it uh, once this this first one comes out hopefully in the next couple days we'll um, we'll post that and everyone can listen and then um, we'll, we'll go from there all right, cool, and then then we can, if you want, you can pub what you're talking about when you come on a, our show each week. That would be fine too, and we can kind of go back and forth in that way. And, and I thank be you, for, great. I thank you for coming on this morning, and uh, let's all hope that we're all well enough and everything's good enough to do it again next week. What do you say? For sure, I just think 
one more message is, like I said before, I think just to, to really listen to these these professionals, and uh, I think that like it, it seems like everyone could fight it, or you think you're healthy enough to, or whatever it is, but it's it's a lot more serious than than what people are some people are kind of saying. I think so. Stay inside, obviously get what you need to get food-wise and, and for your children or whatever to look after your family. But, um, yeah, stay inside until we, we sort this out. All right, Joe. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right, that's Joe Ingles. Listening to his messages and his podcast and all that stuff. And uh, when it's time to resume basketball, it'll be time. But in the interim, do what the experts say, as we've got a lot of uh, athletes now coming out and telling us about this stuff and to take it seriously and all that. And obviously... The elected officials and the government are doing that and something that we should all be paying attention to. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to have David Locke get his perspective on all things jazz and what's going on in the world. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Cam Pomeroy joins us right now. We took a national vote and everyone has agreed you are the only one that is qualified to dub a national champ. Who is it? (laughs) Well, reluctantly, I would say, you know, Kansas was clearly the best team by just about everybody's metrics. Certainly my system has them clearly as the best team. And I don't think you can find a system that doesn't have Kansas as number one. They would be it. But, you know, that just seems so unsatisfying because I I did run the numbers on their chances of actually winning the tournament. And obviously they had the biggest chances, but it was only 20%. So you're missing here these three weeks. Crazy stuff is going to happen. And this was such a wide open year. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Thanks to Joe Ingles. That uh, interview, which is very good. Joe's always, always very good, but give you a little insight on what's going on in his world right now in these crazy times. That's on our website, 1280 The Zone. Uh, David Locke coming up. Uh, we went a little long, so this segment will be short. And right now, since it is a little sm- a little short, I wanted to send out a happy 15th birthday to my little daughter, Candy. Now, I don't talk about this uh, family stuff a whole lot, uh, but, you know, she came to us not in the traditional way. And you know this, Yacht. This young lady, a freshman in high school, she's overcome far more than most kids have had to overcome. Yeah. Uh, and that's just... Uh, That's you know, to put it lightly. Yes. I mean, uh, all sorts of stuff. The odds are stacked against her. And she's doing her very best to overcome those odds. And it's a heartwarming story that I'm involved in, mostly her and my wife. And I just kind of grunt here and there. But today is her 15th birthday. So we send out Yak and myself and DJ a very hearty, happy birthday to a little candy 15 years old Felice uh, Clampianos I think uh, or Felice Clampianos something along those lines uh, would be she'll get it she knows what you're saying she'll get it in the authentic tongue and laugh at my ridiculous accent so happy birthday to candy and look forward to getting home and having uh, wants to go to Cafe Rio today so we'll go the uh, order out uh, and a friend will come over and we'll have a nice little evening looking forward to that coming up next David Locke he'll join us 97.5 1280 The Zone